Here we go, guys. Welcome back to a brand new pod. It's a season three, episode 26, the Back Nine pod. And we actually have a review of Beefstock. Yes, we do. So uh, those that were following the social media last week, uh, if you weren't, go onto Instagram and follow Back Nine Films. Um, we were at Beef Johnson's Golf Day, a.k.a. Beefstock. You just reminded us here. Gunners Drinks. This is no plug, by the way. Hi, Alex. Great to meet you and Josh at the Beefstock. D- don't forget our offer of some Gunners anytime. Just shout. Love that. They were mega, by the way. Absolutely. <laughs> Laced with sugar, but lovely. Laced with sugar, but fantastic. Yeah, well, well I'll tell you what, then. Well, we're going to hit you up with them. We absolutely will. Um, so, yeah, so we were down at Beefstock. Just had an idea. Oh, God, here we go. Could it be our opening theme tune? Like you're sitting back having a can. What, so Batman film? Batman pod brought to you by Gunners. Ah. <sighs> <laughs> anyway it's a, pri- we were- it's a pricey drink you're gonna have to give us <laughs> sorry digress yes so i'll get there in the end last thursday we were at Beefstock. yeah at north middlesex golf club which by the way is a tricky little track mm. it, it chewed me up and spat me out I, it's a weird one though i think you hit it's, it, i'm gonna say this is very very weird right you played well but you scored, scored. like shit Terrible. But but here you go, right? So I basically I'm I'm gonna dub you in here. Dub Josh me. had about fifteen points through fourteen holes. Probably less than that, to be honest. It was around about that. Yeah. You finished with twenty nine. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. respectable. Oh yeah. Alex caddied for him for the last five holes. <laughs> yeah. Literally, like I was like, Josh, right? Hit four iron here. What did he do? Hit a beautiful four iron down the middle. Yeah. Also, then I said, Right, Josh, I think eight iron here. What did he do? Hit an eight iron down on the middle of the green. Actually, yeah. you nearly birdied that hole. Did, it literally yeah, yeah. dropped, like, well, if it had an extra two rolls, it yeah, would have been in. in yeah. Next hole, I was running around trying to find... Oh, we'll get to that. Actually. I know, I forgot, I know you forgot. <laughs> so the next hole, I sort of was trying to run around finding a piece of equipment for the second time that day. Yeah. Um. So Josh then Wang wanged driver. it. Way um, right. Should have been four iron there all day. Probably, yeah. So I'm going to say, Josh, your course management is terrible. Uphill chipping <laughs> with a sand wedge. <laughs> I actually told my dad, he was like, what's he doing? Oh, well. He's like, you hit it. Like, you genuinely hit it like a single-figure golfer. Cheers, mate. But you have the course management. You play golf. You hit it like a single-figure golfer, but you play golf like a 36 <laughs> handicapper. Generous. <laughs> no. Like, an eight, like, no offense to an 18 handicapper, but obviously Josh hits it very, very well. But just makes terrible decisions. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you played on Sunday, right? I played on Sunday. Should we yeah. leave that there? We'll leave that there. Yeah, okay, yeah. we'll leave there. Um, so I'm going to dot myself in. So I had a little bit of a mare on last bit, Thursday. A little bit. So let's just put some clarification to this. So we left at, I mean, quarter to four you picked me up, I think it was, or quarter to five? Quarter to five. We were, we were down, down south at North Middlesex Golf Club for eight o'clock, yeah, roughly. Just after, Cir- yeah. Circa. Yeah. Circa eight Circa o'clock, eight we were there. So it was, a, it was a long day. I got there. With a very brief Starbucks stop. Yeah, a very brief Starbucks stop. Very nice coffee, actually. It was actually lovely. I had, you had a hot bacon it. butty and I had a porridge. You did. Athlete. Um, <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> um, let me... I'm going off I'm going off topic here. Basically, I got there and my laser had run out of battery. Yes. So all day, it's very annoying when that happens because you used to just get in your laser. I had to ask Josh for his laser all day long. Yeah. So Josh, quite thankfully, just said, oh, no, I'll come over and I'll laser it because we were near each other in the fairway or we were walking past each other's ball. So he lasered it. The two times <laughs> he gives it me, I lose the laser. 
So it was on seven. I gave it you on seven, and you, which was a par five. Yeah, followed then by a par three. So we got to the no, team. No, followed by par four. four I just made it look like a par three. No, no, it was a par three. It, it was a par three. It was seven, and then, I, then the next hole was oh, that drag. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. That I made look like a par three. Yeah, you did. Um, so, yeah, so we hit drive. We're then both chipping up to the green, aren't we? Um, for our third shots and so I give Alex my rangefinder get on the next tee obviously don't need it um, then don't need it on that hole because of the way that I drove the golf ball so I was close it was a chip I yeah. just, just crack on next hole par 3 no rangefinder in my bag Alex no, no, so have you, you got my rangefinder so and I go to him no no give him your back I was adamant Like I couldn't actually <laughs> physically remember what I did with it I was like, like, he's definitely not like, shit. back. I was shitting myself. I was like, shit, I can't even remember this. So anyway, don't find it. We played two or three more holes. We're we, crossing then. A, the pl- a tenth, tenth green was near the seventh tier or something. Yeah, but we asked the person, the group behind, and they hadn't yeah. got it. I don't know how that happened. How did yeah, not no see idea. It? And then when we got to the tenth green, the group behind them were on the seventh tee mm. or eighth tee, where, however it worked. But I walked over. Lads, you're not having any chance to find a range finder. Oh, yeah, we have. Yeah, yeah, here you go. Give it me back. Buzzing. Buzzing. Back. I'm like, yeah. Alex Alex is relieved. Absolutely buzzing. So then the very next hole, <laughs> literally the next hole, oh, I'm in the middle of the fairway. So is Alex, but a little bit to my left, I think you were. I hit my second shot, threw my rangefinder to Alex. Probably, I can't remember, probably made a joke of, don't lose it. I definitely did. Yeah. So Alex fucking rangefinders <laughs> the flag. Pings the flag, <laughs> sticks the rangefinder on top of his driver, and then hits his shot. Then walks on. Then carries up, starts walking. Gets to the next tee. Alex wears a rangefinder. Oh, God. I don't know where it was on top of my driver. I don't know where it's gone. Goes back on the hole. I started floor. running, ran back yeah. there twice. So I ran back, couldn't find it. And thinking, they're lying them, lying toe rags. Anyway, <laughs> then I ran back to the tee, hit me shot. Like, right, lads, when you walk down there, I'm walking back there. Still couldn't find it. Two hours later, we're like, oh, she empty me bag. Shock or a bottom of his bag. Down the bag. <laughs> so he didn't lose my range finder once, but twice yeah. in this probably the space of five holes. It wasn't uh, wasn't one of my best efforts, it but wasn't. I do have a history of this. My dad is very, very bad at leaving stuff. Like, he's left. I mean, show you some of you guys listening right now um, have left your car left not your car keys but left your wallet and your phone on top of your boot after getting your golf gear out or putting your golf Bloody gear away hell. and driving off my dad's done that <laughs> driven and, he, and he's driven most of the way home with it on the roof oh god and I remember that one time like he, he left it under the under the car and he just driven back to the golf club and it's still sat there I mean thankfully at your home club you're yeah, probably yeah. going to be alright another story about that right I guess what I found in the, in the luge once someone's obviously Taking their was watch, right? Yeah. Taking their watch off. Had a bit of a wash. So I've gone in there. After, I was working in the shop, so I locked up, let's say, 6 p.m. on a Saturday. They're all a bit beved yeah. up. Walk in there. Getting Rolex, eh? On the side. On the side, the mate. Gold oh one. Oh, my God. So like an old, an old, old one. So obviously very expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should I keep it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. So I handed it in straight away, and the guy then was saw me taking it to the bar. I was like, it's fucking mine, that. He's like, oh, my God, let me get you something. I was like, no, just uh, what about one of them? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't mean that to be as expensive as yours, but uh, <laughs> no, I mean he bought me a beer or something. But yeah, um, yeah I found a Rolex in the uh, loose. So, but what you're saying is, forget your rangefinder's nothing. That's what I'm saying. And forgetfulness runs in the family. <laughs> yeah, 
Fair enough. Just to clarify, it wasn't my dad's Rolex. <laughs> <laughs> all in all, though, um, beef stock was incredible, wasn't Good it? Good day, it wasn't was it? A brilliant like, day. They asked us, and obviously they, 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 some of their videos are out. We've been tagged in a few of their videos. Yeah. Um, and one thing I'd say, like, most golf days can be a bit, like, not snobby, but a bit, like, sort of not very relaxed sometimes. Yeah. And I, what I found there was there's a lot of people who are very, very, very new to golf. Yes. Which... I'm saying is a very, very good thing. Yeah. So, like, it, it was good to see that. Um, the only disappointing thing was uh, we didn't see Beef hit any. But he's no, injured, he's injured, so, yeah. yeah. He, he hit some chips, didn't he? Yeah. Um, like, I was hoping for a bit of a clinic on that tee of him, yeah. like, bashing a few drives. Yeah. or. But fair, fair enough. If you're injured, you're injured. It's yeah. more important to get better. And we played with two two great guys, Scott and Ben, um, who actually were both amputees. Um, yeah. Got the names right there? I have got the names right <laughs> <laughs> I've got it. Thank you very much. Um, and <laughs> it was mightily impressive to watch them play. Um, so both missed their left leg, wasn't it? Was it both? Were they both left? Yeah, they were both left. But the mad thing was, so we didn't know this. Obviously, we were talking to them, and obviously, we did see them. They were missing the leg because they had shorts on. It was a relatively nice day. Yeah. Um, but they told us every six years they've got to get a new leg. A new one, yeah. And they're like, like hundred grand between fifteen and hundred grand, yeah, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. yeah. And it, and so they actually explained to us what had happened and. Uh, One was a TT accident. Scott, Scott was a TT a- accident, and, and Ben said he's just being an idiot. Changing a tight. Uh, no, Ben was just being an idiot. Joe oh, so was changed out, <laughs> and yeah. he said he ended up thirty grand in the hole because he smashed his car. <laughs> Don't laugh, Josh. That's Sorry. not no. But he laughed. No, he laughed. Honestly, the, some of the banter that they were throwing out was absolutely yeah. mad. Like just, but like stuff that we wouldn't be able to say. And oh, they no. were just absolutely ribbing. But each they were other. like, "Oh yeah, just rib us for it." I'm like. Yeah. Uh, well, we're probably uh, not going to Probably that. not going to rib you for having one leg. But, like, when you ever play in a golf day, so me and Josh turn up together, those two turn up together, and they were absolutely sound. Yeah. So, Scott and Ben, if you're listening, you're sound. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's um, mint. For, uh, another story here, sorry. So, uh, obviously, great to meet you guys. Um, but just remind me of another story. So, I taught um, a guy who was from Thailand uh, who moved to America before the pandemic to go to school. So, had a bit of an American accent, but yeah. then now lives in Scotland because after the pandemic, he moved to Scotland, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So I was like, oh, it's an absolutely mint shot, Chris. And he looked at me. <laughs> and he must have thought. What the, what the hell What's he mean? saying? What is how, he saying? Firstly, how's that story come to your head when we're talking about well, that? I, I don't know, really. <laughs> I just, just, just like slang, so, saying, yeah. saying sound, basically. Yeah. He looked at me like, who are you? What are you <laughs> What does saying? that mean? <laughs> so I just went. Right, it's very good. Because he was about, well, he was 17. He looked, yeah. I said, Chris, you don't know what I mean, do you? He was like. Like mint condition, like good, like yeah. Like, I was like, yeah, yeah, sort of. Yeah. It just means like a really good shot. Um, but yeah, he looks at me like I had three heads. <laughs> Brilliant. But so I guess that wraps up Beefstock. My highlight of, of Beefstock was having Beef himself comment on my oh, shot yeah. into eighteen, which by the way was pure. Which by the way, if you go over to Back Nine Films on Instagram, you can um have a listen to Beef's commentary. Yeah. I sort of got him like spare the moment. Yeah, he did. Just go, well, go on. And honestly, the shot I played, if I had one more club, it probably would have gone in the old. Yeah, that gr- the greens <laughs> there were tough. Like, oh, was... they, 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 honestly, they were probably some of the quickest greens I've ever played on. Like, yeah, slopey, like tough. Great golf course, not massively long. It was only a five thousand odd yard golf course. Didn't need to be, did it? But honestly, brilliant. So the great green... day. I would love to do it again. 
Welcome Absolutely. to go next year. Let's go. Yes, and oh yeah, and on that note, we're gonna have beef here on the podcast. Hopefully by the end of September, um, and featuring crossed. on a video on the Back Nine Films YouTube channel. Um, so yeah, keep your eyes out for that. We'll keep you updated, um, because you don't want to miss that. We're gonna sort of not ribbing, but we're gonna get him on a few stories. Yes, we'll ask him about sponsorship in terms of like Arby's and TJ Fridays and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Be cool to sort of. Um, ask him a few questions uh, on the pod and uh, on YouTube. Okay, now it's time for um, we're going straight into talk talk trash talk. talk. Yeah, I've so definitely forgot what, what we're doing it was next. Called, then. Yeah. So also, guys, it's a good point just to remind you this podcast is brought to you by uh, Scottsdale Golf. So if you want same day custom fitting, that's like any clubs any make, any model, um, and actually like custom shafts as well, which is always nice since I sort of yeah. go, I've got a custom shaft. Uh, you can go and visit www.scottsdalegolf.co.uk and the fitting centre is in Warrington, uh, right in the Lim Interchange, them services, and they have a shopping sale, but you can go and get fitted in the places and there, a lot of the time, actually, I didn't realise this, I spoke to a lot of guys that the, uh, actually, might, was it Lee or somebody? It might have been... Was it? it? Somebody we played with the other day, and he was like, "Oh, I played with the day," and was like, "Oh yeah, I often order my clubs from Scottsdale. I get fitted, but they can get them me quicker than anybody else because they got the components. So they might go and get fitted somewhere, and then they go on the website, put in their spec, and Scottsdale build them and they send them." Ah, there you go. That's good then. So that if you can get fit somewhere else, send your stuff to Scottsdale, they'll make them. I'm I'm not sure that your local PJ Pro will be happy with that, but no. But what I'm saying, I, I mean, ideal is to go and get fit at Scottsdale. I would say, yeah. But, Definitely. I shouldn't have said that. It sounds really bad what I just said, but you get the point. Go to there. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so Tour Trash Talk, we are going to just quickly go over the 3M Open. So, Strange name. Yes, I think it's a brand. I think I think that's what it's based on. Um, so the 3M Open was, so this is the first event since the Open. It was won by Lee Hodges, who took the win, shooting a final round of four under to finish 24 under for the tournament. Mightily impressive, very good. However, the story here comes from JT Poston, who finished second with Martin, tie second, sorry, with Martin Laird and Kevin Streelman. Um, and he made a decision on the 72nd hole that cost him $260,000. Now, the thing is, he said here, didn't he? He made the same decision again. Let me tell you. If that decision cost me $276,000, I ain't making the same decision again. So, I've got a bit of an article here from Golf Digest, and they've basically put this together based on what happened. So, I can explain mm. to you how he cost himself $260,000 and still finished second. So, the, we're coming down the last hole. Um, it was a par 5, 18th at TPC Twin Cities, and Hodges was holding a comfortable lead over Poston. He was three shots clear of the, and, and Poston was three cl- shots clear of third place. Hodges looked for, he, looking for his first PJ Tour victory, hit his tee shot left and into the rough. Poston, a two-time PJ Tour winner, hit his drive right and a couple feet from the water and inside the red, red hazard line. After a long discussion with his caddy, Poston opted to go for the green with his second shot from, from 214 yards. This despite the ball being a foot below his feet and Poston needs to carry almost the entire distance to cover the water, guarding the front of the green. Ultimately, the ball came out low, bounced off the rocks along the edge of the water and hit the 3M open sign that was in the water. 
After a drop, he'll lead up to 98 yards with his fourth shot. From there, he simply needs to hit the ball on the green and two putt for double bogey seven to still secure solo second. But he missed the green short, putted it from 30 feet away and and to five feet and missed that double bogey putt. Tap in for triple bogey, eight dropped him back into a three-way tie for second place and 17 under par. So here's the two, where the 260k comes from. A solo second place finish would have given him an eight, $850,000. Well, that secured his card, or has he already secured his card? I think he's already secured it. Second place tie with Martin Laird, Kevin Schumann gave him $590,000. I don't feel sorry for him, I'm sorry. <laughs> I really don't feel sorry for him. Well, like you said there, he came out and said he would do the same thing 10 times over, and his reasoning was he's not, they're not, out, he's not out there to play for second place. He's out there to win. Mm. So maybe if he was in a situation where he was trying to secure his card, it would be different. For sure, hundred percent. Or he's in a situation where he's trying to get into the FedEx Cup. It'd be different. He's in. I'm going to assume that he's in there making that decision. You'd like to think so. Mm. Um, so yeah, mad. mad. The kind of decision that I'd make on a golf course. Oh my god! <laughs> I think he. I think he. I think he stepped into your golfing brain for thirty seconds there. <laughs> yeah, I've just. But uh, instead of him costing him a pack of golf balls, <laughs> cost or two. So, I'm going to tell you a little story. I'm going to dob you in. <laughs> so, Josh of the week said, oh, mate, have some golf balls. I was like, yeah, yeah, just take a dozen. Take a dozen. No, vice, no, no. Vice. No, vice golf balls. Vice guy. Vice guy. Um, no, 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 no. I only need six. Mate, take a dozen. No, no, no. I only need six. So, anyway, take six. We get to Beefstock on Thursday. I'm like, do you want six more? <laughs> Took six more. No, did I? Did you not? Don't think I did. No, you didn't. Okay. so <laughs> I think um, you offered me them and I said no. Okay, so you <laughs> took six. They're all gone. Turn up today. Taking two dozen with him. <laughs> so, update next week. Josh is playing. Actually, no, you won't get the update next week. The week after. Playing Tuesday. Do we'll, playing we'll, we'll be filming Monday. Are you playing this Sunday? No. No. Josh is playing next Tuesday. And then the Sunday. Let's have a bet how many you've got left of those dozen. Where am I playing? I'm playing Denton. On Tuesday. On Tuesday. So, but you're playing twice. So, obviously, we're filming Monday. We won't get the update I'll then. I'll be playing twice in. So I'll play but Tuesday, by, then Sunday. By the next time we do the yes, pod. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to say you've only got four left. No. What? Sorry, no, sorry, no, no, no. You, you, you lose four. Sorry. I'm going to say that I lose three. Do you lose one sleeve? One sleeve, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you know what's mad, right, on this? I will go through phases of not losing golf balls. When's the last time you actually went through a round and didn't lose a ball? <laughs> I'd say... The round I played, Bramall. Uh, I don't think I lost the no. Uh, did I lose one ball? I don't know. Did I lose a ball? Yeah, I did. I hit one in the water. Mm. Um, the round before that, it's not that often. Do you know what I mean? Like I go, but I go through these phases of like you could lose four in a round, shelling balls, <laughs> and then I go through a phase of I've ah. still got a dozen balls. Well, it's a good job we don't have to buy them anymore anyway. Well, yeah, cheers, guys. Um <laughs> And Alex. So, anyway, moving on from me, because this is not about me. I don't play on the No, tour. no, it just reminded me of this. You, you, in fact, you just dobbed yourself in. <laughs> you, said, you said he made decisions that I would make pretty much one of their words. Right, yeah. move on. So, we are now heading into the final regular season event. Sounds very American. Which, by the way, is really crazy. Like, the it fact feels, that we've nearly done another season. It feels like it's flown by this year, mm. which is mad. Um, it's a very, very American way, very American way of saying we're coming to the end of the 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 season. But what they do in America is they have the playoffs. 
So they call it regular season and then they go into the FedEx Cup playoffs. So the Wyndham Championship is the last chance for players to secure their place in the FedEx Cup playoffs. And it's a bit different this year. So previously, they'd have 125 players going through. Now, to the first event, that is, now there's only 70 players that will move on to the first postseason event in Memphis next two weeks' time. Um, which I think, okay, so it, but it basically increases in it or tightens the, the bubble, as it were, the playoff bubble. Um, and a, is that, what's that done? Oh, we're still going. Sorry, we just had a bit of technical fault there. Um, Why did you change accents? I don't know. <laughs> it's it an interlude. We're <laughs> a technical fault. Um, so, you've got knocked me off track. Oh, so it makes it a tighter and bigger playoff bubble, and a number of marquee names are currently on the outside of that, which is mad at. Like, which are they got, got names there? I've got some of them, yeah. And I know that they have to make the... It's a different way of doing it. They're making that bracket smaller earlier. But to have some of these guys going out as early as they are seems a bit bit daft to me. And I don't would understand. some of the sponsors be happy with this? Like, oh, okay. say you're FedEx, right? You want the best players, really, the biggest ticket names to be in it the longest because that's going to attract more people, um, more bigger names, more people, better views, etc. Yeah. If they're going out of the first hurdle, yes, it's well, bigger. Or not even making the playoffs. Or not even making it, even. So, yeah, not even making the first hurdle. Um, I would say from a sponsor's point of view, they won't be happy with that. Yeah, so players, so you've got the, the missing out currently. Bear in mind, the top 70 go through. You've got Shane Lowry, who's 76th. Justin Thomas, 79th. Adam Scott, 81st. Joel Darman. Damon? Yeah. Darman? How do you say that now? Darman. Darman. 82nd. Gary Woodland, 97th. What the hell? Billy Horschel, 116th. And Cameron Champ, who would, to be fair, be outside of the bracket for last year is uh, 139th. So, for me there, you've got... I mean, there's there's other players... These are the, the biggest names that I, I saw on the list, but you've got one, two, three, four, five, six players there that would have previously made the playoffs mm. that now potentially won't unless they have a good performance. And then the sometimes last. these guys just have a run in the playoffs. Like, they, exactly. they finish top five, and then suddenly they go from 76th to 30th. Well, if you look if you look at the, the, the way... The American sports system works in a sense that they have the regular season, then they have the playoffs, and that's in pretty much every sport, to mm. my knowledge. So, for example, in basketball, you could finish in your conference quite low. I think it's fourth or fifth in your conference, but make the playoffs, make the playoffs, and then go and win the NBA championship. So, I so, mean, it's a little bit wrong, then, really. Well, it is, but it's there. It, it's no, it is if you look at it how we. Yeah, do think sport. about City finishing fourth, yeah, making the playoffs and losing. Than winning. And sorry, I'm winning. You'd yeah. be happy, but if you're the way around, finish winning the league and... And that's the thing. And it, United finish fourth when, when... when The way that we run a league is based on points and, and things like that, whereas in sports, obviously I know the golf's based on points or money. Um, they do it based on a win-loss ratio because they don't have draws, mm. and um, which they don't in golf either. There's no draw in golf for a win, is there? There's only no. one person winning. Um, and then it goes from there into the... Um, the playoffs and you and you get a chance to go from there. So yes, arguably you could say that it's unfair, but that is just how it how it works. Yeah, yeah, fair. Okay. Um, and it makes for like because they also don't have cup competitions in a sense. Mm. So they don't. So where here in football we have three knockout cups. Yeah. If you get if you're in Europe, 
Yeah. Along with the FA Cup and the League Cup, they don't have that. Right, okay. Basketball, basketball just introduced one, but they don't have it. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's mad to think, though, that Shane Lowry, Justin Thomas, Adam Scott, especially those three, could I mean, potentially miss out on this. They're household names, then, boys. They, I mean, Major it, champions. And, and, and Thomas is the big one for me where he's obviously been struggling. We haven't really spoken about him that much this year. Where in previous years we we would be it'd be in the conversation every week, and I don't know whether that's because I think, mate, what you got to realize is performance. Yeah, I just think players go through purple patches where they play really good. Look, he was playing great when Jordan Spieth was really struggling. Yeah, and it's sort of done a three sixty. And look at Ricky Fowler for three or four years; he was really struggling, and now exactly. now look where he is. I mean, I think he came out didn't he, and said like, "I feel like I'm actually playing better than I'm scoring." Yeah, it's Josh, Josh. <laughs> I mean, a lot of you can probably relate to this, like on whatever level. He said he feels like he's playing better than he's scoring. He's striking the goal ball well. And, and I mean, I think if I did the day where he said that, he's almost like just one round or one shot away from actually getting back to where he was. Yeah. And all it could take is him making a top five this week, right? Getting into the playoffs and then going on a run. Yeah. Like you wouldn't be like you wouldn't be surprised if he did that. No, you wouldn't no. be like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. You'd be like, well, yeah, that's what you sort of expect from him. Yeah, and you're right in what you've said there. That he's he's come out and said he's obviously not playing as well as he has in the past, but you're never going to be able to do that constantly. Um, and but he also feels like he's not playing that poorly. I haven't really gotten much out of my rounds. Um, he discussed the three M Open. And he said that where where. He missed the cut for the sixth time this season. Mm. He said, I had two swings that literally cost me five strokes on Friday. If those swings go how they normally do in any other situation, I'm 15th heading into the weekend instead of missing the cut. It's just been kind of one of those seasons. So, and and you're right. And like you said, you look at Fowler, you look at Spieth. As much as there's skill and there's obviously struggling skill-wise, it could be also one of those things where those little bits of luck that you find just haven't gone his way. Because I mean, ev- every golfer has it. Every you, sport you, you have you, it. You know a lacrosse, right? You feel like you're playing well. You just might hit the bar. You might just get yeah. blocked. Keith might be on a great day. You just have one of those games, whereas golf obviously is a little bit slower than lacrosse, where um, from one game to next, you're sort of always playing a different opponent. Now, I know you're always playing a different golf course, but you're basically playing yourself as well as a course in golf. Yeah, exactly. Like, you just go through where you think, freaking hell, I've... I've thrown that I wanted to, it came off great, how the hell did you save that? Or how's that hit the bar and gone out all the times at the bar and go in, other times he just won't get his, his, um, his net to stick. it, stick to it. <laughs> <laughs> like You're right though, you're right, exactly it, it, that. It's t- it's tough. Like and It's it, one of them where he's almost like got to trust the, the process as it were, and he's obviously doing that, he's, he obviously works ridiculously hard. Yeah. And like you said, he could very easily turn up this week, win or get a top 10, he turn, turns up at the at Memphis two weeks or the week after for the playoffs, first round of the playoffs, and all of a sudden he's, he makes a run. And If he makes the playoffs, he, he gets a run, I, I would say. Do you think? Yeah, if he makes the playoffs. That's, that's the thing. I mean, he's what, nine spots outside that top not seven. Not a lot, is it? Obviously, it's it depends on everybody else does. But yeah, but it's, I reckon he's got a chance. makes the playoff, he goes and a run. Yeah. Um. So we will fill you in next week on how he gets on. And will he be there? And yeah, and who makes the playoff? So the top 70, obviously, all the, the household... I say all the household names. All these people are household names. Those that we've been talking about this year will will all be there, but we will look at that bottom end of that bracket and see who, who sneaks in. So let's move on. Still a little bit of talk, trash talk to get through. Tiger. Yeah. There's been 
news about Tiger this week. Um, he has been basically... He's now, what, the sixth? Sixth player director. Player director. So, so basically, his role is... There's two new roles. There's his role and another gent's. So basically, Tiger's role is part of the Players Advisory Council. Now, yesterday, a framework agreement came out in the sense of there's going to be transparency. So ultimately, the players are going to have more of a say on the decisions that the tour make. <laughs> Tiger, the Players Advisory Council, and this other gent, I've forgotten his name, but they're going to be the mirror and the transparency between the tour and the players as a collective. Yeah. I mean, they've always said they're run by the players, but, I mean, Jay Monaghan practically did what he wants. Well, apparently but, so. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a tough one, right? He probably made a decision what he thinks was the best of the tour, and Tiger came out and backed him. Whether he does back him or not, he's got to show him a vote of confidence, I guess. Um, but simply, Jay Monaghan's come out and said, I've made mistakes, I need to build back up the players' trust, which he does. Um, and I think, for me, this signifies two things. One, I think the tour is going to be in a good place with Tiger at the helm, yeah, always part of the council. And I think he will make sure the right things are going to happen for the tour. But also, it suggests that he's not going to play much golf. I know he's not going to play much anyway because injured, but yeah. if he was in his pomp, which obviously, clearly, he's not in his pomp, he would not be doing anything that would go away from his game in terms of like he wants to be a player that is solely focused on just golf, not focused on the fact that he's got to go to a meeting, got to go and look after other players, ask them what they feel, get their yeah. opinions. Yeah, and I think if any if anyone is the right person to do that, it's Tiger. Um, he is the guy that all those players look up to as it were mm. um and he doesn't really need to everyone respects him everyone yeah probably trusts him in the sense of what he wants the right thing for the game so i agree and this sort of leads into to something that another is this person's not on the this this board because i think the other players on the board are the likes of McElroy. i think cantley's on Patrick there cantley um Charlie Hoffman's on there. Yeah, there's a few. There's a few players on there, but, but John Rahm's come out and he's taken a bit of a tough stance towards Jay Monahan, uh, which is a bit. For me, it's a little bit of a not a backtrack, but it's a change of view from from Rahm on all this, and this all links in with with the Tiger thing because it's all around the live deal, which is obviously why Tiger's been brought in and why Jay Monahan needs to earn that trust back, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But Rahm came out um, early this week saying that. Keith Pelly, go on, sorry. So just to clarify, the other people are... Um, I've got it here if you want. Uh, sorry, I thought again. I had this. They're in the letter. There you go. Yeah. They are... The others are McElroy Cantley, Webb Simpson, Peter Mal Malnati, and Charlie Hoffman. Um. So, sorry, Ram has basically come out and said that both Monahan and Keith Pelly, who's the CEO of the DP World Tour, have to earn the trust again. When they say that the tour is of the players and regardless of whether what they did is good or bad, without speaking to anyone from the board of directors, Roy McElroy or whoever is there, they they do that business with Liv, they have to earn that respect again. And I completely agree. Mm. One thing that I'm... I don't know why John Rahm's sort of saying, after sort of backing Monahan up a bit, what, two weeks ago is almost like gone the other way. Mm. And I think this is the stance that a lot of the players will have in that, hold on a minute, you are us now. You need to you need to come and regain that trust, earn that trust back. And 
basically show us why you did it in a sense because yeah. i think that there's still so many questions about what's yeah, well, going on. Did you say that the live players are going to have to go back to Q school? Oh, really? Is that? Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> you're playing 14 events a year for 25 million. Why on earth would you yeah, go back to Q school? school? You're going to get in most of the majors anyway because a lot of them are going to earn exemptions in, in one way, shape, or form. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous, mate. Yeah. I think the whole thing's. Everything's so up in the air about it that it just like. It, it makes golf look a bit shit unorganized yeah like something that's been arguably so good this year i think both live and the pj tour have brought good products i think the pj tour has brought a better product because of live yeah and with the elevator events more jeopardy more money at stake uh, the players actually what well, i say wanting to be there but they're earning more by being there etc etc getting the best out of these players at the best golf courses on the biggest stage has been incredible. But then all this at the end of the season or six, five, six weeks shite. out at the end of the season has just been like madness. Absolute shite, if you want to know anything. Like I think, I think in, in the long run, if they get it right, it could be good. But who knows? No one, we, we still don't know what's going on. I mean, I would like them to end the season and give us a full broken down dialogue of exactly what's happened, exactly why it happened and what's going to happen moving forward and almost set like uh, some rules out because he also said something like depending on whether you slagged off the PGA Tour from point of a better phrase so for example, Brooks Koepka, Dustin Johnson left quite quietly Yeah. but for example, Phil Mickelson didn't. Didn't. No. So it's almost like oh no, you can't because you slagged us off mate mm. but I mean, I don't get how they're going to do that. There's no way you live, piff fund well, how that's happened. They're going to say it's a blanket thing from anybody. But equally, I don't think many of them... I mean, Cameron Smith, I think, came out and said, I can't be asked playing PJ Tour. Why would I? I've earned my coin. Yeah. It, we, we will see. We'll see out what comes in. And we'll try and keep you up to date as and when, both on the pod and on Batline Films. But it is still up in the air. Yeah. But what is not up in the air is Ryder Cup. the same thing. I was going to say exactly the same thing. We right. are what? Great mind things are like. A month away? We are a month away. Middle of September, isn't it? Teams will be announced very soon. Um, We're actually doing a couple of videos this week. The first one will be on who's in, who's out Mm -hmm. on Bat9 Films. And the second one we're going to talk about uh, in a second about the new Callaway Irons. But yeah, uh, we're not far out from the Ryder Cup. We've had some announcements on vice captains. Yep. So Stuart Sink is a vice captain for America and... um, Henrik Stenson. (laughs) No. No. Jose Maria Hathabal, who was always going to be there because he's like he's going to captain. He, he's he Mr. Radical. He's like Mr. Sevy. Brings Sevy with him, doesn't he? Yeah, he is. That's the only reason he's there. It, no, no, that's the wrong thing to say. Whoa, the reason I think that is harsh. Josh. The reason I think he is always there, not only because of how good he is as a person being in the dressing room, but because of that yeah. bringing Sevy with him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously, you could probably have picked that. Vice captain from a mile off. Mm. Um, what I think is going to be interesting to see is we have also got two players from the US that are guaranteed, which is Scheffler and Wyndham Clark. Um, there's still obviously some spots for, for grabs there. There's four for the US, and then so basically now what's happened this year is it's changed a little bit. So where previously Europe used to get eight and four yeah, picks, so, so you get eight 
qualifiers. Yeah, and the qualifiers would be from European money list or European points list and worldwide point list. It would be sort of four and four and then leaving four picks. It's now the same as American system. Six automatic, three from each list and six picks. Yes. So make sure to head over to Batman Films. Um, it might not be up when you listen to this, but over the next day or so... Oh, it no, it'll be up tomorrow. It'll be up tomorrow. Oh, no, it won't be. It'll be Friday. Nope. Friday, so Friday, um, head over, have watched that video because we are going to talk a little bit more in depth about that and about what's going on. And then also we're going to talk a bit more in depth about this next thing, yeah, which so is Tech Talk. Yeah, so actually we've got the new Callaway Apex Pro MB and CB irons. Quite interesting, really. Um, honestly, we're, we're going to say these are going to be not giant killers because Callaway are a giant brand already, but these are going to pave the way for how iron sets are going to be made. So yeah. What they've got is uh, is MBCB, which are the more sort of thinner top line, yeah. um, not not as, as technically forgiving. All of them have the same back plate weighting, no matter if yeah. you go MBCB or Pro. Yeah. Interestingly, in the Pro Four and Five iron, this is the first time I've ever seen face this happen. Is isn't it? They've got the face, which is different from the steel they use in Six Iron and below. This face, the actual material of the face and how it's constructed, 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 constructed. Um, is the same as what they do in the Paradigm Iron. So obviously they're most forgiving, higher launch sort of irons, which I think is very, very interesting. It's like Josh said this great before. It's like you've got a set that has two sets in it, or you could go a combo, which is technically like four sets. Yeah, mad. Because you could go I think that's a few pro points. in four, five, six, yeah. seven in CB, yeah, and then MB and seven and eight in CB, and then MB and the thinner ones as you go sort of down the back. Yeah. So again, head over to Batman Films. We're going to do a bit of a review, give our opinion on them because in well, in fact, no, I'm not going to give my opinion here. Go and watch the video. Um, right. Time for tip of the week. Tip of the week. Finishes off, Alex. Well, tip of the week. Never chip uphill with a sandwich. <laughs> tip of the week. Think about your course management. <laughs> Honestly, I, I reckon, all jokes aside, this is more for you. Okay. So when you go out and play next Tuesday, yes, and we get the update a week after that, I want you to go out and think, what would Alex get me to hit? Driver? No. <laughs> Not what would good good do. <laughs> what would Alex get me to do? Because honestly, if you thought, for an intelligent bloke, you don't think on the golf course. <laughs> That's like the most backhanded compliment you've ever had. But give me the benefit of the doubt, though. Driver for a while has been very consistent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't mean you have did it everywhere, though. Literally everywhere. Yeah. So there you go. That's tip of the week. Very much just for Josh. Sorry, it's not really a good tip for you guys, but at least you got up to date with what happened at the 3M Open, what it was was like at Beefstock, and everything going on with Tiger Woods, Live Deal, and obviously Ryder Cup News 2. We will see you next week. See you next week, guys.